My name is Era, and I'm the host of the Tamil Creator Podcast. I chat with creators from all over the world to share their stories and discuss hot topics in a way that I hope inspires, educates, and entertains you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Tamil Creator. I'm your host, Era, and today I have the super popular DJ Cow in the house. She is the <laughs> people's DJ. You know, if you don't know her, I mean, you better get to know her. She's one of Toronto's best DJs, and she's part of the RLE sound crew. Uh, I'll leave it at that and just kind of jump right into it and let uh, Cal kind of talk about herself, her upbringing, kind of how that influenced, you know, how she got, how she became a DJ. Yeah, man. Thank you, Ara, for this opportunity. Shout out to Tamil Creator out here. Um, I go by the name of DJ Cal. Um, most of you might know me as DJ Cal, or it's Kaushika, which is my actual Tamil name. Um, Everyone just called me Cal when I was growing up. So when I started DJing, everyone just called me J Cal. So it just stuck with me and it never just never ever changed. So yeah, I go by the name DJ Cal. Um, reside in Toronto. Um, I'm a part-time DJ. I uh, do weddings, receptions, parties, clubs, birthdays, you name it, man, whatever it is. Um, and yeah, I, I love I love what I do. I'm very passionate. Um, I love music. Music runs through my um, my blood. And um, yeah, I love I love uh, doing different kind of gigs, um, meeting new people, networking. I, I love it. I, I've uh, come upon so many new faces, new networking, like like just through DJing, and, and it's a great um, great experience. I love doing it. It's so funny because the. How I met Cal was actually, I didn't even know she DJ. I think she told me after, actually, I think you told me after your first DJing gig was a TC event. And I didn't even realize that was your first time doing your, like, was that true? Um, so it was actually my second one. Okay, okay. So it was my second one publicly that was announced. I got my logo out there. Okay. Like, that's when I actually started taking it seriously. So long story short, um, I don't know if most people know, but me and Ara met through uh, Frizzy Lee. Yeah, I was going to say, Cow had, she had a mean <laughs> flick, you know, not that many people could do a flick, but she had it, so yeah. Thank you, man, thank you. Um, so yeah, we, we, me and Ara met through a Frisbee team, and, and, and it was a league, and um, one year, I think, I believe it was actually in 2015, um, the, the league um, kind of had an after party and it was at uh, TAPS. Oh, TAPS. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. <laughs> and um, at that time, there was another fellow DJ of mine that was a really good friend, Rafsan, who yes. also DJ yeah. and was part of the Frisbee League. And he kind of heard that I was dabbling in on music and DJing. And so the opportunity came up and he's like, yo, Cal, if you want to come in and DJ on this, on this after party with me, like, you know, we can go have these and like come down and do it. I'm like, really? Like I'm, I'm down, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm down. Um, I'm, I'm about it. We'll do it. So um, we went there, we did it. And, and coincidentally, my cousin, who's actually from the UK. Yes happened to be in Toronto at that time and I didn't invite him to this party mind you I, I had no like nothing to do with it he had actually heard from like you know obviously town people the grapevine and everything that there's a party happening at this place you should come check it out blah blah, blah. 
And so I had a conversation with my cousin. I told him, yo, I've been dialing on DJing, like, you know, I'm doing this. But he didn't take me seriously. <laughs> he was like, oh, Cal's just like, you know, ah, she's just like, you know, playing around and doing whatever. But um, he came, he came to the event and saw me DJ. And he's like, wow, what the hell? And he was just like so shook. Couldn't believe it. And he's like, yo, you were actually so good. The crowd was going, wow, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, man, I told you I was DJing. Yo, what do you mean? You don't believe me. And then he's like, yo, like in October, I'm going to do this event for TC. Yeah. It's called What's Your Story? And I want you to be a part of it. And I was like, yo, I'm down 100%. I'll do it. And um, that was in October 2015, I believe. TC had her, uh, what's her story? It was a panel of eight females who were um, trailblazers in the community and just displaying what they were doing. And they were all different females from different kinds of backgrounds, photography, movie making, public speaking, um, like a science background and all that stuff. So it was a variety of females. And so they were like, what better way than to have a female DJ for the event, right? So um, that was actually my very first public event at that point in time. That was like, I think the party happened in August and then and the TC party happened in October so in that time I had to make my logo and and start doing all that stuff and publicizing myself and um and pretty much all that and so after the TC party in October I released my logo and said I'm officially DJing and 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 this is the venture that I was going out to and um change my Instagram name and go into that business all that stuff and yeah, that was almost six years ago, and here we are now. <laughs> That's crazy. Time flies. Yeah. And you said 2015. And just culture, man. Supporting, <laughs> supporting, supporting the females, supporting women all around, and, and the Tamil community, man. Like, you know, I, I couldn't be happier. Um, and yeah. That's awesome. Well, we're kind of chatting as well. Like, you know, like I feel like you're so out there in like so many places. I felt like you're kind of doing DJing full time because you're so busy with that. But you actually mentioned that DJing is something kind of, I mean, it, maybe it is full-time hours, but you do it on the side in addition to kind of a full-time job. So how do you kind of manage both? Because, I mean, tell tell me, tell the people listening what you told me, kind of the craziness. Honestly, naps are my best friend, man. <laughs> <laughs> naps are my best friend. I don't know, like, if I don't get my afternoon nap, like, you know, after my shift, it kind of throws me off. But essentially, I kind of work a, a six to three, like a, a graveyard shift, a Monday to Friday at my full time job at Home Depot. And um, and yeah, like sometimes it happens. I get home um, like last night. I got home at one thirty. I had to wake up at five thirty this morning to get in at six thirty. And um, I came home after three thirty and took a two hour nap to kind of give me that reboost. Um, but yeah, like uh, it's hard. It, it, it is hard but time management is key i think um having a calendar and, and man, like micromanaging your time and all that stuff is key um but i think i got lucky with the work schedule that i have um, it's only monday to friday i have my weekends off um sometimes sunday gigs are a little struggle for me but i push through man like it's for me i, I gotta do what i gotta do and it's a hustle for me and i love what i do because you, yeah, you've been getting a lot of like pretty big opportunities. Like how, how have you been getting opportunities? Like, do you reach out to people? Do people reach out to you? Like, 
to be honest with you, I'll be honest, I don't have any kind of marketing whatsoever. I solely rely on Instagram. And and that is my that is what is gets me my most um, gigs opportunities, and uh, a lot of the opportunities that I had has been through referrals or people hearing me at an event. Um, I know um, like Pride, uh, Toronto Pride. I got an opportunity for because I span at uh, an event downtown, and the person who handles Toronto Pride's um programming was actually at that event and he was co-spinning with me oh, okay. and so his name is jay black hat um shout out to jay black hat like putting me on the spot but uh he heard me and was like yo you're so good um followed me on instagram but at that point i didn't know if he was toronto pride or like i didn't know i just you know connected with him because i love networking um and so 2020 um, came around around February and March, just before the pandemic happened. And I uh, got a shout out from him saying, yo, um, there's an opportunity for Pride DJs. Like if you want to apply, go ahead. And he sent me this link. And he said the deadline is for this day. And this is like way back in January, February, before like the Corona thing was even started. Like we had no idea it was hitting us. And so I went in and it was like a whole like application process. You got to put in a photo, a bio, your information, all that stuff. And I went to go ahead and do it. I tried my, I shot my shot. Like, you know, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so like I took it and um, they just wanted back and was like, hey, like, yeah, we want you to do like a, a set. And then um, I did that in 2020. I did a live set, which is like, right on spot um which recorded live and then this year i applied again and they were graciously welcoming back on on and this time i actually was part of the actual parade so i was the official dj of pride uh, Pride parade that's crazy crazy. thank you man they had like a one hour um program um, on on youtube and so for 15 minutes, I had spun a set. I recorded it um, at a studio. And um, and yeah, they played it on YouTube. And it was like, it was a great opportunity. Loved it. Um, I'm looking forward to doing it live next year if I have the opportunity and a stage. Um, essentially, before the COVID thing was supposed to happen, I was supposed to be doing a, a live stage, a live stage performance. So I was supposed to be doing it on a Sunday night or something. And then going out to do a one hour set and, and, and all that. But because of COVID, you know, things didn't happen, but I'm more than happy and, and um, thankful for the opportunities I have gotten. Um, not, no complaints here. This episode is sponsored by nobody. That's right, nobody. So if you could be kind enough to hit that subscribe button, that would mean a lot to me. Like you've worked hard and like you said, it's been like obviously a long road to kind of get to this point where like, you have a reputation, you're getting these kind of opportunities. How do, you know, being a DJ isn't something that's kind of anything, I think in the creative arts, not something that's generally like um, celebrated in the Tamil community. I think that's changing now. Um, So how did like people around you, like whether it was friends, family, your parents, like how do they feel about you like really pursuing DJing? Like were they confused? Were they like supporting you? Like what was that like? Yeah. um, 
So the thing about my parents is they're very, very old school. They're very like back in the day mentality. And like, you know, obviously growing up in Sri Lanka. I also grew up with two older brothers. So I'm the baby of the family. I'm, I, I'm the princess, I guess you can say, of the family. But at the same time, I grew up with older brothers. So I, I naturally grew up being a tomboy. And I, I wasn't really into the girly stuff. I was more into sports, um, essentially sports. Uh, basketball was my thing. And so my, my parents, um, they knew I wasn't a girly girl from the get-go. Like, so it was like, whatever. But um, they had a hard time. Uh, dealing with me coming home at 2 a.m., 2.30, 3 a.m. sometimes. Um, and this, this is me when I was like 25, 26, 27. And, and at, the, at the same time, no talent parent would want their, their daughter coming home at that time, obviously. And it, it's not a no social norm for that. Um, whereas in Canada, where you're living in a westernized area, coming home at 2.30 at 3 a.m. is normal, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, it was a turning point for my parents when they actually saw me DJ at an event. Um, uh, 2019, I believe I did an event called uh, Mr. Tamil Canada, which is a, a, ment- a mental health um, event um, recognizing men's mental health. And so uh, they, they came to the show actually and, and they saw me DJing and like, for them, I guess it was, it was a turning point realizing like, she's not just partying all the time. She's actually doing a job and, and she's good at it kind of thing. And so that was also a turning point. I also had the opportunity, the same cousin that brought me onto TC, uh, what's her story, Kobe. Um, I had the opportunity to DJ his reception in England. I had a little, a 40 minute, set he like you know asked me hey Cal like you want to come and spin a set like you know my DJ's okay with it so I was like yeah I'm down like you know and 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 that was in 2017 I believe and um front row my parents got to see me DJ man and I was playing Tamil songs English songs and it was a UK crowd it was a mixed crowd so they really got to see me up front and and um a week later they went on a trip to Paris and they came back and they bought me this hat, this 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 um, stitched hat, and it said DJ Cow on it. Oh wow! And it was just like that's the cute. sweetest thing. Yeah, it was just the sweetest thing ever. Um, and that's what I really took in. I was like, Yo, my parents really understand what I'm doing, and I'm just like, not just partying every single night. I'm actually doing a job. I take it seriously. And um, the hassle of me coming home after so late wasn't there anymore. Um, so yeah, man, like, um, I'm grateful for my parents. They're very, very supportive friends. Uh, oh my God, man. I would not be DJ Cow without my friends. I'll put my, I put my, my hand down, my money down and everything. So, so, so supportive and so grateful. Um, it's like different, different sets of friends too, that I've, that I've got that been so supportive um I have my personal friends and I have my frisbee friend and how like I joined a, lo- a league called Watsal which were basketball and volleyball and I had a lot of friends um support me from there and a lot of females too um I love the female support and obviously being a female DJ in the town community uh that we are a rare breed <laughs> um so yeah like support me um instagram sharing like posts and all that stuff all my friends support like 
And I, I couldn't be more grateful and thankful for them. I don't even ask them to share, man. Like, I hate, because, like, you know, when you get those <laughs> those broadcast messages, you know, from your friends, it's like, can you share this? Can you share that? And it's like, I don't mind sharing my friend's stuff, but I hate to be the other person on that side. So I, I hate putting people in that position. That's just who I am. And it's like, no, Cal, you, sh- you should ask your friends to support and, and share because they should be doing it regardless, right? And that's my expectation. So all the shares, all the support, all by themselves, like I don't expect anything. It's just like they want to do it naturally. And that's what I love about the support the most. Um, I guess that, well, I guess that says something about you as well. If your friends want to yeah. do it without you asking as well, right? And says something about my friends. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and so I, I couldn't be happier um and yeah i truly do believe without my friends and and support i i wouldn't be who i was who i am right now uh and they hold me down man you can't have it ask for anything more so what's it what's the future look like like do you plan like the cycle or like the schedule you have right now so i mean it's less busy than it was a few years ago but it still sounds pretty busy so it still sounds like there's some nights when you have not that much sleep so is there you know, is there a plan or like, do you see yourself eventually being able to DJ full-time in the next five years or like, is it, you're just happy kind of how things are um, going now? To be honest with you, the ultimate goal, if, if DJing was financially stable for me, I would love to do it full-time. Um, it is something I, 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 that is one of my goals for me to be able to leave my full-time job. But uh, the thing is that DJing in our industry, especially, is a seasonal thing. Mm. Um, you know, uh, you have your wedding season where you bank the most, and then you have your dead season where October, November, December is kind of dry, same with January, February, March. So for six months, you're busy, and the six months, you're a little dry. But uh, at the same time, um, there's small parties here and there that you can go by, but it's a risk at the end of the day. It's a risk that you have to take. And currently right now, I'm not comfortable with uh, leaving my full-time job because uh, a full-time job comes with benefits, man. Like mm-hmm. you get all the all the perks and peaks of all that stuff, which you don't get with this uh, DJ. Uh, you know, there's no health benefits. There's no sick days. Um, there's no, you know, we can't be late. There's no one that can cover for you. And so... Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm currently comfortable with what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm financially stable for, for doing both. Um, but the goal is, man, I would love to be a DJ for an artist that's touring around North America or touring around the world. Like, imagine being the, the DJ for Drake that's touring around Europe or, you know, that, that's ultimate goals even being a DJ for an artist like Nicki Minaj and, you know, repping the female artists, I would love to do that. Um, uh, right now, we're situated in Toronto with COVID and everything. It's a little bit difficult. Um, but, yeah, man, like, the, the goal is there. Um, just have to get the opportunity, and I'm waiting on the opportunity. And until then, we're going to keep pushing, and, and hopefully we'll get there. Who's the DJ that you kind of look up to? Um... There's a couple of DJs that I really look up to. Um, I have my friend, uh, DJ Brownsell, the late DJ Brownsell, who uh, passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, he actually, I would say, was a mentor to me. Um, when it came out, DJing, um, he had uh, approached me at a party and said, 
yo, Cal, I, I heard you like DJ. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I was like freaking out. Cause I, that's why I'm, I'm fangirling. Cause he was D, the DJ Brownsville at that time. Like, you know, and this is like 2015, 2016. He was killing it, man. Every reception, every formal, every party. He was, he was, oh my God, one of the best in the community. And, and for him to come up to me at a party was like, you know, so I was shook. And so I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm trying to get into it. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dabbling in on here and there. And uh, he turned to me and said, like, yo, if you ever need any help or any, any, you know, anything you need, give me a shout. Here's my number. And I would love to see more females in the game. And that's what he said. I remember specifically saying, I want to see more females in the game. And so I had kept touch with him uh, shortly after and he was, you know, um, telling me, you know, gave me tips and here and there. Uh, but definitely Brown Soul is someone I look up to. Um, rest in peace, Brown Soul. And then uh, there's another DJ called DJ Divsa. Um, uh, he actually, when I hear his mixes and when I used to listen to his mixes in 2015, 2014, the transitions that he had made, and these were like hour-long mixes. They weren't just like, you know, two, three-minute mixes. They were legit one-hour mixes, and it was so clean. Like, I could listen from zero seconds of the song till 63 minutes to the end of the song, and it was just pure golden transitions. I couldn't even tell the song was transitioning. And, like, so good, and I was like, yo, this guy's loved his mixes and every single one of the mixes were so good so i would definitely say those two guys brown soul and Divsa, um definitely paved the way for me uh definitely inspiring um music inspires me their music inspires me and um i would definitely say yeah those two top notch yeah i think and i think divian is actually like an entrepreneur as well i think he djs i don't know if he does it as much anymore he doesn't yes yeah, so back in the day in 2015 yeah, yeah he, was, started, he was huge back then yeah he yeah. was killing it back then yeah. he had his own website he had like all these mixtapes um and he was killing it man i loved his mixes so so clean there was another female dj like she was ahead of her game too oh my gosh i want to be upset that i, I can't remember her maybe pissed Lady Pista, yes. Lady Pista, yes. Lady Pista is actually a a homegirl of mine. I love, love Lady Pista. She's also someone I look up to. She was actually the legit first Tamil DJ in the game. And I I look up to her um, and her talent is so raw. She dabbles in on just not just DJing, singing, producing i think she even does dancing and live performances and stuff and she'll she's the jack of all trades unfortunately i stick to djing i cannot sing for shit <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i stick to djing but but lady pista's killing it man she, she's she's jack of all trades did you know that every time you left a five out of five review for this podcast a tamil parent lets their child pursue a career in the creative arts okay that's probably not true But if there's a chance that it is, do you really want to jinx it? Leave a review. Do it for the young creative in you. Have you, like, this might be more of a deeper question, but like, you're one of the first, like, you know, female Tamil DJs. Um, But beyond that, like, you know, in terms of your personal legacy, 
how do you want your friends and friend, your friends and family to remember you? Like, how do you want them to describe you? Um, to be honest with you, like, I um, I am a huge feminist, obviously, <laughs> and so um, I wanted to be known like someone that's pushing pushing the rules. I'm breaking barriers, being a trailblazer. You know, I, I know I'm not the first Tamil DJ, but uh, female DJ, sorry. But, you know, I, I am confident to say I was the second. And like, you know, I did, I did make noise. And, and I'm proud of it, um, of what I've, I've done. Uh, it's not easy. Uh, it's not easy in a male dominated industry for you to come up as a female DJ and, and make noise. Um, and at the same time, it's like, uh, you got to give up to my, I, I got to give a shout out to all the clients that have hired me in the past or in my future, because they really are taking a chance on me, right? Um, when there's so many other male DJs in the industry and all that stuff, it's like, they really have to trust me to be like, yeah, we're going to go with this girl instead of this, this DJ or that DJ who's already known or, or we've heard of. So uh, I'm so glad you, great and thankful for all the clients I've had. And, and um, with that being said, I just, I just want to be known as someone who, who didn't follow the rules, broke barriers and then trailblazer, man. Um, I'm happy to say I'm one of the, like, you know, one of the very few to do it first. And, and I can only hope that there's more coming. Yeah. So well, that kind of is a good segue to, you know, how like DJ Dipsa and, um, DJ Brownsville kind of inspired you. Have you ever heard any stories of people that have seen you DJ or like they know that you're a DJ, they know your story and you've kind of inspired them to potentially explore this path or has anybody done that as a result of seeing you? It's actually funny because just last week I was at a reception and I ran up to another DJ who uh, who's actually not coming another female DJ. Her name is DJ Mia. And um, she's never really actually, we're Instagram friends. Um, we've never really talked or met up with each other, but we support each other, like, you know, all that stuff. And um, she came up to me and, and pretty much just was like, yo, you're killing it. And I love what you do. And she was like, yo, you're like my mentor. I look up to you and stuff like that. And I never really had a conversation with anybody like that before. It was my first time. And I was just like, oh, stop. Like, you know, <laughs> like, no. I'm dead at like I'm dead being serious like I actually look up to you and I was like at that point I'm like yo like it touched me and I was like I appreciate the love and and I can only hope that I do that for more females uh not just within the Tamil community but outside the Tamil community so if you had a if you had a chance to kind of go back in a time machine visit 16 year old cow what would you tell her Oh God, 16 year old cow was a great two shoes. She was not a rebel like I am right now. Um, 16 year old cow. Um, I would tell her to pursue what you had, what you want to do. Um, I feel like, unfortunately, it, it sucks to say that I did do my schooling for my parents and I didn't do it for what I wanted to do. And so at that point, like, I don't regret it, but I feel like I could have had more potential or there could have been more opportunities for me if I had done more so in the musical field or something that I really wanted to learn because 
I didn't learn DJing through school or anything. I was all self-taught. Um, so that's the only thing I would really tell my 16-year-old self. Not that it's taken a whole toll on my life, but um, like a business degree is a business degree. But being a female DJ, obviously something in the musical arts degree would have been a little bit more beneficial for me in the long run if I am looking, um, you know, full-time wise. But it is what it is. And, you know, I know a lot of brown kids and a lot of Tamil kids have to do, uh, have, have, go, have gone through what I've gone through and, and doing school for the parents' reason. And, and, and for me, I was just doing it because they raised me, man. They brought me to Canada and, and, and they gave me a life um, to be grateful for, put a roof over my head. And, and so at that time, I really wasn't thinking. So I just, I just did business for the sake of doing business. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's the only thing I really tell myself. Um, I think my mentality is still the same as my 16 year old. Like obviously I've matured in the sense, but other than that, uh, I was still a feminist back in the day. Um, sporty, loved basketball, uh, huge, huge Toronto Raptors fan. And yeah, it goes from there. Uh, what's like a, maybe like a new belief, behavior, habit that you've developed over the last couple of years that's like had a really big positive impact on you? Um, I truly do believe everything happens for a reason. Uh, and so with, with, with certain events in my life and certain uh, situations, I take it, I take it with a, a grain of rice kind of thing. And like, it is what it is and everything happens for a reason. So I, I've kind of learned to not blame others and not blame myself for certain things happening. And so that's kind of a giveaway that I, I've taken um, in the long run. Um, but yeah, like, like I've, 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 I think I've grown to, I learned to grown to say it is what it is more so um, than trying to fight it or argue or, or, you know, temper with it. And sometimes it's okay. You know, it, it like, it is what it is. Um, and yeah, like I've just being mature about it. I think it takes a long, like it goes a long way. That's a good approach. Yeah. Being even killed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of like learning new information, do you like, do you prefer, like, how do you do it? Is it, do you read a lot or do you like listen to podcasts? Do you watch YouTube videos? Like, how do you do that? Um, so I'm not a big, much of a book reader, to be honest with you. I'll be honest. Uh, I, uh, like, I think probably the last read, a book I read is like a, like a monk by Jay Shetty or something like that. Like, yeah. like you know, it was an inspirational book that I just really got into. Um, but, uh, podcast wise, uh, I really like Jay Shetty's like inspirational ones. Um, you know, one, if I'm ever feeling down or, you know, or whatever it is, kind of, I'll go through it. And, and by the way, mental health is important, right? You gotta take care of yourself. You gotta take care of your body, your mind. And so it's okay to be, uh, listening to these podcasts and stuff. Um, I've also gone through a, a couple of Tamil creator ones where I've seen a, a couple of um, people I've known and I listened through um, one being also showcase uh, showcases uh, podcast always always puts me in a mood so inspiring informational educational um, I, I always look forward to those ones um, but yeah like I, I those three I think would be bombing in my um, top three podcasts that I go through 
Money can be hard to come by, but here is a $100 opportunity for you. Join my free newsletter for free exclusive content and a free chance to win $100 when I hold special draws. Did I mention that it's free? And I guess from the global to, you know, uh, Tamil community and also maybe from the non-Tamil global community, who are, who are people that you kind of look up to or admire and like, why do you look up to them? So this is a difficult question. Um, I always, always have a hard time um, um, answering this because there are a lot, a lot of females that are in my life that all inspire me um, in different ways. Um, I have two sister-in-laws who, who, who do various, various things that, that I would never be able to deal with myself. Like my, my, my older sister-in-law has three, three daughters. My second sister-in-law has two twins, uh, sorry, a set of twins. So, you know, I look up to them because they're able to do stuff like that. Whereas I'm like, I can't take care of myself, <laughs> let alone them taking care of other humans, you know? So, and having to deal with work, having to cook and all that stuff, like that's, that's all superwoman, like, you know, things that I can't even fathom doing. Um, seeing my mom, my mom is, um, she, they came here in Canada in 1997, bring me and my brothers a better life, uh, better education, a better life living, right? Um, back home, there was a war and all that stuff. So it was a whole situation. Um, but my mom, like she's pushed through, um, um both got my both my brothers got married in Canada and and this I'm still living with them and now at this point I'm taking care of them <laughs> they've got to the age at that at this point where there are certain things they just can't do so um I'm I'm returning the favor and I'm, I'm more than glad to I'm returning the favor because they've done so much more for me um but yeah uh, like it's it's hard it's hard it's hard if I was to actually say one or, or two people, um, I would say there was these two high school teachers that I had in, in, in high school, Miss um, Singh and Miss Morali. Um, they were just two brown, brown teachers. They were like a Guyanese that's descendant, and she's Indian. And they were so young at that age. I think they were maybe 25, 26. They just recently graduated. And, and I just loved what they preached um, and they were, they both are super, super feminist. And, and I think that like just right on to me and uh, kind of paved the way for me, if I would say um, uh, grade 10, 11 and 12, I pretty much spent my three years just having a conversation relationship with them. And they were so down to earth um, and just so welcoming and, and very much like a mentor. And so I would look up to them to see, see anything. And funny enough, funny enough, uh, this past summer in July, I, I had a, a we, we had a little event in Pickering for a DJ. It was like a patio event. And lo and behold, those two teachers came out to actually see me. They went and bought the tickets. Wow. And came. I didn't I haven't seen them since 2009. Wow. So it's been obviously 11 years and and it was just so crazy for them to come out and and they were just like, "Yo, Cal, we're so proud of you." I'm like, "No, you guys don't understand. You guys 
are the reason why I'm like practically here because like you guys inspire me so 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 much. And so um, if I was really to say those two, those two females, uh, Miss Miss Singh and Miss Rally, um, artists like famous celebrity wise. I have no idea, man. I haven't, uh, I haven't really, I don't know, because I feel like celebrity got, get put on a pedestal, but at the end of the day, they're all just humans, just like me and you. And so what, what each celebrity does, like, you know, they do good stuff, but on the days like you do the same stuff. So I can say just as much as Tom Hanks inspires me, I can say, Hey, all right, you help from inspires me. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, celebrities, I really don't have anyone. I like, you know, I, Oprah's, Oprah's great. She's, she's, um, I would, I would say she's top on my list of, of someone who I look up to, but, uh, she, she's more of a, um, like, you know, I guess, like talk show wise, she's not musically wise. I don't look up to her in that sense. But um, what she preaches, what she talks about, and the people she helps, and you know the support that she gives out, I appreciate that. I, I'm like, I would love that for other people too. Mm. And um, so I definitely think Oprah is probably someone I look up to. But anyone in the music industry, it's a little hard. Uh, it's a little difficult. I mean, you have your trailblazers: Missy Elliott, Lil Kim, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. Uh, list goes on forever but um i look up to them as like i love them as artists you know i respect them and they are trailblazers of their own you know rapping in a in a male dominated industry is 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 something i do i'm a dj in a male a dominated industry so i definitely would say like you know those are artists i'm like fans of and i'm like i rap all the time but I don't really have like one specific celebrity that I'm like, yo, I have to pray to this person. I, I haven't met, I haven't found that person yet. That's, um, a, good, that's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I might eventually, maybe, you know, they might come out of it. But right now, like celebrity wise, I'm just like, not anyone yet. What's a piece of advice that you give to, you know, your, you know, fellow aspiring, you know, creators out there? Um, for creating, it's kind of a DIY. You have to do it. No one is going to do it for you, right? So it's all on you. Creating, um, like, you know, even artists, musicians, whatever it is, you create your content that you put out. And what you put out is what you receive, right? So if you're not putting the work, you're not going to get anything back. So, um I always say, like, do what's comfortable. First of all, be comfortable what you're doing. Like, you know, be confident. Um, if you're not comfortable doing it, then get comfortable. Um, and and you also want to be confident because you're putting out your own work, man. Like, you want you want to be able to push it 100%. You don't want to be, like, half-assing it and be like, oh, I don't want to, like, you know. Um, have that confidence and be you most importantly, be you and do you like whatever it is that you want to put out. Um, don't be scared. Like, you know, if people are going to hate, people are going to hate at the end of the day. Right. Sure, it's, not yeah. gonna, it's not going to stop them from hating. Um, and I was telling um, Jamia this other day, cause she was saying, Oh, I'm so afraid of people, um, you know, talking bad at me if I suck. And I'm like, 
hey man, if you suck today, make sure you're good tomorrow so they have something to talk about tomorrow. Mm. Right. And that's the mentality that I have. Like, you know, if I make a mistake today, make sure tomorrow you do better and you're, you're killing it. Right. You're you're making them forget that mistake because because you're they're all they're going to be thinking about is the good that you've done or the good that you did that night. Yep. So um, it's OK. People make mistakes. People make mistakes all the time. I'm not a perfect DJ. And mind you, there's no perfect way to DJ. Right. There's no perfect way. Um, DJing is, is an art. Yep. Um, you make it what you want it to be. Right. So um, that's my advice, man. Like, you know, do you, you, you be yourself, be genuine and be confident. That's a good segue into kind of the final segment of the podcast. So it's uh, something I, I call creator confessions. It's meant to kind of be a speed round. I'm going to say a bunch of things. Oh, and you're going, to say, you're going to say the first thing that comes to mind. And one thing I have to start cracking down on is it's meant to be a speed run. And, you know, sometimes my guests have like long answers, which is cool. But yeah. today when I crack down, I got to practice doing this. My, uh, uh, that was one of the feedback I got. So <laughs> you're, you're my, you're my guinea pig. Kyle. All so, right, let's do this. Ready? Yeah. Favorite, favorite Tamil food. Uh, right. Very. Something that scares you. A height. Uh, insecurity that you have um disappointing people favorite show you're watching superstore a place you're itching to travel to after the pandemic is over Sri Lanka a fellow Tamil creator you want to give a shout out to Ooh, I have a lot showcase the and comedy uh favorite childhood memory uh growing up in Sri Lanka uh, what do you do for fun outside of work? So outside of DJing, outside of work at Home Depot, what do you do for fun? Um, I love going to Shisha Bar, man. I'm a Shisha fiend. I love that <laughs> Shisha. Uh, favorite film of all time? Ooh. Uh, you Got Served. <laughs> a purchase you made in the last couple of years that you splurged on, but you have no regrets about it? My laptop. Pet peeves. Uh, that's a good one. Ooh, people who are late. Person or celebrity you look up to. Um, Shay Mitchell. If you knew that you were going to die tomorrow, a regret that you would have. Um, not touring the world as a DJ. And finally, a public service announcement you want to leave our audience with, just so you can just do like a shout out to anything you're doing or just any final thoughts you want to leave with the audience. Um, no, I, I um, just want to say I go by the name of DJ Cow. I represent the team RLE Sound Crew. And um, I'm probably everyone's favorite DJ. <laughs> I think a lot of people would agree. That's a good way to kind of wrap it up. Um, Cal, thanks for kind of jumping on and sharing your story. Um, you know, just like there are people before you, you're, I, I think you'll be one of those people though. If you, you know, inspire the next generation, maybe it's going to be DJs, maybe it'll be some, you know, something else musically in kind, but sure. you will be that inspiration. So thank you, man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity as well. Shout out to Tamil Creator and Ara. Um, and, and thank you for doing this, man. You're, you're giving us a platform for to be recognized and, and, you know, um, we don't get opportunities like this. And so I'm grateful for you and your show. And your podcast, sorry, and and, and um, all the blessings to you, brother.
Thank you so much. Um, if people are listening to this and they're like, hey, they want to reach out to you because uh, they want to just get connect or get, you know, just um, pick your brain. What's the best way for them to reach out to you? Um, the best way is Instagram. It's dj.cow spelled K-O-W. If you want to give me an email, you are more than welcome to as well. That's uh, djcowkow.rle at gmail.com. Um, those are the best two ways. Um, Instagram is honestly, I respond back to everybody and, and anybody that I can. I stay on top of my social media. Again, like I said, social media is pretty much where I get all my marketing done. So I do take it seriously. Um, so yeah, that'd be the best play. Cool. So if anybody has a wedding coming up, or a corporate <laughs> event you know who the dj you gotta hire there you go uh, and thank you audience as, as usual for kind of listening we'll see you on the next episode thank you man take care